Hey everyone, it's Dario Kristen with AfterBuzz TV. Did you know that TrueCar.com is changing car buying experiences forever? Yes, everyday TrueCar users receive negotiation-free guaranteed savings. Although, some features are not available in all states. But it's okay. In the first three months of this year, over 126,000 cars were sold by the TrueCar Certified Dealer Network. TrueCar users save an average of $3,078 off of MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these easy steps. It's just three of them. First, you go to TrueCar.com and find out what other people pay for the car you're looking for. Then register at TrueCar.com to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. The third step is so simple. Just print out your true savings certificate and take it to the TrueCar certified dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience overall. Remember, everyday TrueCar users receive negotiation-free guaranteed savings. Save time, save your money, and never overpay. Visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com. Tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads from over 200 countries and your number one source in after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Yeah. Hey guys, Come welcome on. back. I didn't know we were having a dance party. <laughs> of course, we always have to start it with a dance party here on uh, our after show for HBO's Hard Knocks. We're on episode four, only one left, so sad. I'm Christina Kaplan, I'm joined by... Thaddeus Massey. Hi, I'm Lindsay Wegner. Hey guys, I'm Steph Z. So, Steph and myself... Well, first of all, let's just say Steph's got a great shirt. She's representing over here. You know, I'm a fan now, and I'm kind of a I'm a I'm a gear whore. I guess is is it safe to say it? I like gear, so I had to get a Falcon shirt. Yes, for those of you that can't see, she has a fantastic Falcons T-shirt on. Super soft. Retro brand. <laughs> oh, I love super those. Nice. <laughs> super nice. Super soft. Super soft. soft. So Dirty birds. Clean. Dirty birds representing. And yes. I'll actually wear it again. Like, I was wearing it the other day, and I was like, I can't wait to get it. You're going to wear it when you're watching the Falcons games this year. Yes. Right after I take off my Jets jersey. Now I got <laughs> this two. This is going on. Well, yeah, I Atlanta do, Falcons, because this make, is total tangent. But when I go watch a game, now I'll have this. I always bring multiple jerseys and multiple stuff. So if my team's doing bad, I have to change. So now I'll have this in the that's, back. That's your superstition there? It is. All right. It does, clearly, it doesn't work because my team's terrible. But, yeah. Hey, it's a new year. You never know what's going to happen. True. Really quick, how are they doing in the playoffs? I mean, the preseason. You know, we kind of look okay. I, I don't want to go, like, jinx it, but we kind of look okay. Smith, there was this great article I read about Geno Smith the other day, how mm. he intellectually took it on to get so much smarter about the game and he did all this reading and like he he like studied so much in the offseason because mm-hmm. he was like saying how between veteran quarterbacks and him it's like the head game and he has the run game and like the athleticism is different yeah. nowadays for quarterbacks yeah. so there's this great article that I read just a couple days ago so I'm fingers crossed but we shall see how they do I kind of like, do. I kinda like him better out. than Vic and they said that he's going to start game one you kind of like him better than who? Vic 
You heard it here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> well, because it's like we need to build a quarterback for our franchise. Like, right. you know what I mean? We need to build. An, so, just having another veteran come in, it's just going to kill his confidence. You know right. what I mean? Like, there's yeah. a lot of things. So, if he starts off and he does well and he wins ball games, I'd be okay. happy. We'll okay. Anyway, we'll sorry, my okay. Jets tangent. Keep an eye on you, Jets. We'll, we'll keep an eye out for the Jets. Yes. You know, that's enough. We appreciate Jets your loyalty. All right, I appreciate you got, the You got your plug in there. <laughs> we'll, we'll give you that. Jets, Jets. We'll give you that. Okay. So what I was going to say earlier is that Steph and I were correct on our predictions that there were cuts made. The roster's now from 90 to 75. So... Good job. Way to go. We made the right prediction. Sweet. Well, we kind of knew it was going to happen. Right. right. Exactly. It was inevitable, but <laughs> exactly. it was a safe prediction. But, but the episode opens up on the coaches reacting to the terrible game against the Texans where they lost. Mm. Um, mainly Keith Armstrong, their uh, special teams coach. He was very animated, to He's say the known least. to have a temper, that's for sure. Yes. So that was, I mean, that's what you like to see. The coach is getting upset. He's yelling. You know, they break down Devontae's missed block that went and caused the block punt. Saying it wasn't cute. Right. Going, just replaying it, replaying it, replaying it, showing, ingraining into them that, look, you need to do what I tell you. That's what he kept saying. You need to do what I tell you to do. Do what I tell you to do. You're not... Uh, he said, you're not good enough to be an asshole or something like that. That That was was the quote, I think. to, To Malachi Goodman. Yeah. Yeah. So... Basically, they're just breaking down how horrible the uh, Falcons played in that game. Which I mean, here's the thing. When it comes to special teams, special teams are kind of like free throws in basketball. That's an opportunity for you to actually put your team over the top when you have an opportunity to make that extra contribution to your team. Mm. Uh, special teams, you know, special teams coaches – have a little extra factor. It's kind of like you have to be that have that extra crazy screw <laughs> to be a special teams coach because you have to have that extra special screw to be a special teams player. <laughs> and only certain guys can even go down on that field. I mean, that is where like the old school, you know, like back in the day when the armies used to line up across each other and they used to just walk in front of each other with the rifles and the musket and they just shoot at each other. Guys aren't like rolling on the ground. It was like old school. Special teams is like I representative of that old school battle where guys just run into each other head on and it's like taking it back to war. So you have to have that extra that loose screw. And only the guys, the guys know what I'm talking about. You have like this extra thing, it factor as a player, to run down their balls out and just give up your body. You're not doing that on anything else. And that's why the discipline of going and blocking for somebody or running downfield, balls out, and making a tackle is on a whole other level than just playing your position on offense or defense. See, I agree, but I disagree with what you just said. And this is why. Yes, I think Coach Armstrong is awesome. And, and being an athlete all my life, I feel like that, you know, tough love type coaching, I think it works. Yes. I think it definitely works. But I feel like many, many athletes have that screw loose. And again, maybe it's because I come from also like an action sports background. Yeah. Like you have to have a screw loose to be like, yo, I'm going to go over this jump and flip a freaking snowmobile. You know what I mean? So that's that, everybody like, on special crazy. teams. Right. <laughs> right. So it's like there's some people that 
do specific things, but I but what what I do agree with is that there's certain people that can't do everything. Like certain right. people don't have that it factor to yeah. be special teams. But I do. I think uh, Coach Armstrong. I think he's. I mean, I was like, I would want my coach to to put fire in me like that yeah. if if I was messing up. Like, but that's the opportunity for your team to actually potentially win the ball game for you, right. whether it's on a kickoff, whether it's on a kickoff return, whether it's on a punt or a punt return, that is actually an opportunity that you can steal. I mean, look look at the impact Devin Hester has had. Oh, love him. Okay, that's just Deion Sanders. Look at the impact these guys have had, but they didn't do it by themselves. It's a it's an effort. by. Right. I mean, it, it, it's such a discipline and choreographed discipline, and it's such a physical Play every time this it's a physical play every time that ball is snapped on play, on special teams, that is something that is very very. That's why I call it special teams. It's very very special, right? To to make something happen at that point of time, that could actually be the difference in an L or a W for any so, team. So right. let me ask you a question, then Thaddeus. Do you think that the reason why that uh, they want rookies to start out on special teams before they have like a designated spot? Um, you know, a designated position, I should say, is because they have that mentality, most of them at least, that they're willing to go all out for it because they want to prove themselves, and that's why it's a good place mm-hmm. to start on special teams? Well, there, there's a, there's an element of paying your dues when it comes to special teams, but the guys that are the most talented or the marquee players, they're going to save them for their position. Right. You know, you're not going to, you know, they're not going to risk those guys on special teams to get hurt or injured or anything like that because you do have to go balls out and sacrifice your body to the to the extreme, right? So you're going to have guys that just are really really good at that, like. Hugh Douglas, I think, was like an all-pro special teams guy. Brendan Iambadejo, he's pro pro bowlers that just do special teams. Right. These guys go down, sacrifice their bodies, and make tackles. You don't really see them playing their respective positions on offense or their respective positions on defense, but they go down there and they give it their all. And they're actually pro bowlers. These guys do a great job, and they're rewarded accordingly to that. Now, back to what you're saying, I think that if you have a guy who just has that ability and is really, really good at that, so be it. Let's put him there and let him do his job. At the end of the day, that's really an opportunity for that player to make the roster. You're going to see a lot of young guys that are going to be – you're not going to see any real – you don't see a whole lot of veterans on special teams. Let's put right. it like that. They're either going to be cut or, or they've already proved themselves. Teams. Yeah, they proved themselves in their spot, and they're saving them for that spot. It's that simple. Unless you're Devin Hester and you've proved yourself on special teams and you're so great that now you're actually coming in for repetitions and plays and you're catching the ball and you're catching these receptions and you're making touchdowns. I mean, I think that I love their idea for this four-out four out wide receiver. Yeah. I love that. I think this is going to be really, really what's necessary for them to help them get further this year than they did last year and win more games. I mean, they lost Tony Gonzalez. So there's no, you know, there's no real tight end there right now that's really, really vying for a position. So those tight end plays are going to go more to a wide receiver. Yeah. And Hester is going to be that wide receiver. And I think he's going to get the job done for the team in addition to Roddy White, Julio Jones, Harry Douglas. You know, I really think that he's, those top four guys are going to be to be reckoned with. Well, when Hester was with the Bears, I don't think they really used him as Didn't, much. No. I think he just used him on special teams. It's like, oh my gosh, he's so good on special teams, we'll just leave him there kind of thing. So I think he's actually getting an opportunity to like contribute more 
um, in Atlanta on offense than I'm, he did in I'm Chicago. I'm pretty sure last season he didn't have any receptions. He was only used for returns. Returns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes guys get pigeonholed like that because they're so good at one thing. And he's great at it. Like, you know, he is great at it, but you saw what he was doing. He's capable of more. He, he's, he's totally capable, capable of more. Of more. Yeah. I think it was really cute. That, cute. I don't know if that's the right word. <laughs> but we saw Douglas whip out his... Uh, Bears Hester jersey. Yeah. Coming from you saying cute, that's really funny. <laughs> I'm a softie. Don't don't worry about that. But I mean, whatever. But inside, but I, I did. I like that. Like that was a very good like team. Like showing some love to the yeah. Bears and where he came from. And yeah. he was showing him respect too. Right. He's like, you know, my man. Like this is awesome. You know, you were so good on the Bears, and we were so happy to have you here. I think that's yeah. kind of the message that he was sending. Yeah. Um, you got somebody that can potentially eclipse Deion Sanders' record. He's it, it's pretty major. It, it's like, yeah. like you have to. I'd be like, I would have brought his high school jersey, and I'd be like, sign this. Like, the dude is talented. He's yeah. just, he's yeah. just really talented. And I think a lot of people. May, I shouldn't generalize and say a lot of people, but I feel like special teams kind of sometimes gets overlooked as as it's as far as its importance. And the way that they broke it down in the beginning of this episode was showing us how important those special teams plays are because like I said Devontae Freeman missed that block punt was blocked yep. and they returned it for a touchdown yep. yeah. you know so that one play it may not be Can set up right it may not be the big you know glamorous 59 yard touchdown but it really makes a huge impact in the game and Armstrong was just you know drilling it to these guys like you need to do what I tell you to do. It, we're not going to win games if you guys go out there and just do whatever you want. And clearly, that's what happened against the Texans. Yeah, and, and to what you were saying earlier, too, about the rookies on special teams and stuff, it, it made me think that maybe, I don't know if this is where you're trying to go, but some, something to the fact of putting the rookies out there is going to see their willingness. Right, that's exactly. That, I think that's yeah. what you were trying to say. Mm-hmm. Like It's going to see their willingness to get out there, to give the extra effort, to see how coachable they are because right. they don't come to the team they weren't drafted or you know picked for special teams. They're like, all right, we're going to put you there. Let's see what you can do. Let's see if you listen to me. Let's see if you got the guts or you know what I mean like yeah. whatever um, but yeah that's what I thought of when, when you said that earlier I mean yeah, so. you, you gotta also remember that these guys coming out of college whatever college they came from or university they played for they're probably the man or a star <laughs> wherever they were from right. okay so you don't want them to carry that same swagger into the mm-hmm. NFL and pamper them you gotta break them down like a marine and build them back up let them re-earn their position, just like they did when they're in college. When you come in as a freshman in college, you're not the man per se most of the time. Sometimes you are, but most of the time you're not. So let these guys come in, do some grunt work, and we'll still give you an opportunity to show your natural talent at your respected position. I almost felt like that's why Cox was being so hard on uh, Hagman because he was just making him run. And he was, and he's like, dude, get your water, now run. And he just kind of stood there. But he had a shitty game. Yeah. He had a shitty game. Crappy. Pardon me. Oops. Uh, he had a crappy game. And it's football. We curse. <laughs> this is an HBO show, girl. You can let it, <laughs> right. let it go. Shit. Um, but he had a really, really, really bad game. And and instead of standing there in practice, like, you got to go after it. You got to then prove why you need to be there. You're, oh, you're going to get cut. But in the same sense, also, you see the coaches razzing and giving the most shit to the players that they think have the potential to do it 
which I think is a little bit of foreshadowing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you don't see a lot of the people, like, later in the episode, we'll get to who got cut, but a lot of the people that got cut, you don't see them getting screamed at. No, we haven't heard about them. Yeah, it's not really, um, I think it's a tough love, and the coach is more like, I can see that you can do this. I'm just going to try and push you to was right. was well, it Mike Nolan that said yeah, their defensive coordinator mm-hmm. said if the coach isn't talking to you then you're yeah. likely out the door. Yeah. So obviously all these guys that are getting, you know, reamed, it's a good thing. They right. this means that the coaches believe in them that they can do it and that they can play better and so they're, you know, putting their attention and putting in time to work with them to and the potential. Is, and this is a note to all the kids out there, anybody competing, male or female, in any high school, oh. college professional sport but you should know it by now if you're already a pro if the coach is not really paying attention to you if you're doing whatever and you're not getting coached by the coach he doesn't care much about you he doesn't expect much from you so you got to step your game up and make them take notice just so you know that doesn't mean you're doing everything. Oh, everything's cool. He didn't even say anything to me. <laughs> no, that's not what that means. Because some players think that when they're young. They think, I'm, I didn't even get yelled at. No, he's not paying attention to you because he doesn't. He or she doesn't expect much out of you. It's the exact opposite. So if you're getting yeah. screamed at, yelled at, that means they expect the most out of you. Yeah, I mean, that's such a touchy topic, topic these days with the way that they coach and reward kids and school sports mm-hmm. that's like a whole nother show <laughs> participation well. award and i went to a gymnastics meet when i was in new york visiting a friend they gave out till 27th place like if your kids get in 27th place maybe they should try a different I, I, you know honestly just the fact that you just touched upon that and <laughs> the fact that you just touched upon that road now i'm just saying that america oh. is I like thoroughly, to. no, it's no. Seriously, America is thoroughly becoming pussified, and it's it's com- wussified. Is it better? Sorry, than that? I'll say wussified. Yeah, that's my word. Because <laughs> look how they're, look how they're treated. I mean, the NFL is almost not like the NFL anymore. Just like how they're just protecting the players. I mean, the players no are getting fun league. Be, right. No fun league. If they're becoming bigger, stronger, and faster, yeah, the hits are going to be harder, and there's going to be certain repercussions behind this. If you have to take certain precautions because of that. Like if say, okay, well, this guy has three concussions and he has to retire early, so be it. But don't penalize and say, oh my gosh, that hit was too hard. Well, it was a standard hit. It wasn't helmet to helmet. And guys are getting penalized and fined for just like standard tackles. And that was just so ridiculous. It's like, what is going on? Why can't we just watch a real football game and just enjoy ourselves and drink a beer? Let them play. Let them play. Let the guys play how the sport was intended to be. Right. It's like that in basketball, too. Every every little touch is a foul now. Right. You watch back in the day in the 80s. Yes. Crazy. The Pistons. It would be just foul after foul after foul if they played the way they did now. And it's just, you know, it's part of the evolution of the game. That's just what's going to happen because... They're, they're making the awareness is a lot higher now for injuries, especially concussions. And that's just how it's got to, they have to adapt to what's going on in, you know, in terms of the injuries and the side effects, I guess you could say that are. I mean, the side effects are, are obvious. You know, they've been studied and there have been reports and there's conclusive analysis and all this stuff when it comes to concussions. I mean, we know that concussions are dangerous. It's the jarring and shaking of your brain inside your skull. When you have guys that are 250 pounds running four fives now, they're faster than they've ever been before and they're strong, stronger than ever. Yeah, that's going to happen. So you have to know that this is going to be like part of the sport, but what are you going to do? Just like stop playing? 
You know, it's part of the risk. It's well, part of the take the risk. Risk. They're they're also risk making a lot of money. Reward. I was just going to say, there's a lot of money. It's a business. So at right. the same time, it's like, well, what do you do to protect the players? I mean, the players know what they're getting into when they, yeah, when they, exactly. you know, that's like saying, well, I want to be famous, but every time somebody pops out from one corner, take the say picture the same of me. Thing. It's like if you're an actor, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna, you have no <laughs> private life. Right. If you're an athlete, you, you might know, get hurt. Right. It's you a double-edged sword. It's a double-edged sword. You kind of can't really both sides of it. There's arguments to both sides. Yes, and. That's just, you know, what's happening, I guess. But one player that everyone obviously noticed last year and notices that he's gone this year, Tony Gonzalez. Uh, Mike Smith made a nice mm. little uh, nod to him. Yeah, mm. saying how Tony came in on his last game of the year last year and shared with the team his routine. And so they kind of transitioned from, okay, this is all the stuff that we did wrong in this loss. Now let me tell you about a player, a good player that had a routine, and this is what we should, we should, you know, mirror ourselves after him and create a routine because getting from, you know, one game to the next, it takes a lot. And so yeah. then they go and they show the guys in the weight room and Mike Smith saying, older guys, I want you to help the younger guys. And I think that that is a really important thing when you're training is to have a routine because if you're just going in there and doing whatever you want, you're not going to get the kind of results. You know what I mean? So I think it was a good, um, a nice reminder to these players that, look, you know, this guy, everyone I'm sure has great respect for Tony Gonzalez, and he was an amazing player. And he's there, he even said, he's like, he's going to have a yellow jacket or a gold jacket in a couple of years. And so let's try he and... definitely will. Right. So let's try and, you know, create our routine like he had his routine in hopes that we can, you know... Right. Become yeah. great. Right, exactly. Yeah. I mean, so many players get caught up in their, you know, just coming to the meetings and doing what they're supposed to do. That if you create your own routine, obviously your own routine is not going to supersede. You're going to your meetings and going to practice. You're doing what, you, uh, what the rest of the team does. Creating your own routine, obviously, is outside of the bounds of whatever is you know, within team, right. team, you know, groupings or team, what's required to be on the team. Um, so you are taking that extra step, your own personal routine to make yourself a better player. And hopefully everybody on your team has auspices of becoming great. And if they have that, instead of just being, oh, happy, I'm in the NFL, I'm making money, I can buy my mama a house. Right, I'll and, do the bare minimum. Right, then right. then you actually can can potentially win a Super Bowl and right. become great if everybody's aspiring to become great and they have their own routine. I think it was very important to have Tony Gonzalez back. Obviously, he played for them. He's going he's a, he's going to be a Hall of Famer and he was a great player and he can, you know, he's not too far removed. He wasn't been play like 20 years ago. Right. If you're talking about someone that's going to take initiative, I mean you have to look at like somebody like uh, Prince Chembo who had such an awesome game. I mean, he yeah. rotated starts for the first half and then started the second half. Right. I mean, he had impressive speed to the ball. So this is a good player that's doing exactly what Mike Smith is talking about, taking the initiative. He wants to be defensive captain. He's going to be in charge. He's going to be starting. Yeah. Right. I guarantee he's going to be starting yeah. this year. That's awesome for a rookie guy to come in and be able to have that ability and that initiative and that drive to do it. And that's what they all need to have. They need to look at that and go, look at he's succeeding for a reason. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, they showed us he, you know, kind of went to Sean Witherspoon, Witherspoon for advice and kind of, okay, as a rookie, I'm going to look to this guy. He's injured, but he has so much experience that 
I want to learn from him. And so obviously you saw that translated onto the field. He had an amazing game. Um, so like, like we've been saying, that's what they're looking for. The Falcons want to get back to their 2012 form. That's what this offense, this whole team in general, that's what they're yeah. looking for. Yeah. And they can do it. Yeah. I think totally. So. They can totally do it. Uh, just, you know, just, we'll just see. We'll see if these guys can. I think, I think the rookies, there's some rookies that can make some big contributions to the team. Um, so we just have to kind of see if they step up to the plate. Definitely. And One, they it. got some people healthy that weren't healthy last mm-hmm. year. That's true. And seeing them Lots all of players on the field back. together, mm-hmm. they're looking good. Yep. And then they show us the guys get to finally go home for a little bit after, you know, four long weeks of being in training camp. They show them going home. And, of course, our buddy Croy and his beautiful <laughs> wife. Babies. Yeah. Four kids under the age of three. Yeah. Craziness. <laughs> craziness. Four babies under the age of three. Four babies. Mm-hmm. They have twins. They have a three-year-old and then I think a two-year-old. So that wow. was like, and go, and go, They just knocked go. them all out. Yeah. yeah. That's how it tore his But I think she had twins. She has, <laughs> yeah, she had twins. The last set, the last set. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, no, no, no. The last set's twins. Yeah, yeah like, there's wait. two. Yeah. There's two that are like four or five months all old. All right. Yeah, yeah so she, work. clearly, Kim was very happy to have Koi back to hang out with the kids. And you saw him on that little tiny scooter scooter thing with the kids. That was awesome. Yeah. And then they showed our kicker, Bryant, at home with his kids, too. Throwing the ball. Yeah, playing catch. You'd think he would have kicked it to him. I know, right? (laughs) And, yeah, of course, our boy, Willie Moe, with his little boy on the trampoline. That was adorable. Mm -hmm. I think, too, I could be wrong. And if I'm wrong, I know you'll all put it in the comments that I'm wrong. (laughs) But I'm pretty sure he had on, like, a Moe something shirt. Like, he had on his (laughs) own, like, not Uh, Moe nose. It said Willie something, I think, didn't it? It No, it said said Moe, but it it was M-O-E. So so it it could be. You never know. But like, does Willie Mo know? Like, he's had so many, we've had so many Mo fun knows. like stuff. So Mo he has Mo. his own thing. We, we, I'll look. I'll find out that answer. He could rap a little bit but, too. We saw him like. Yeah, two I really, he's one of yeah. my faves. Yeah. Willie yeah. Mo on the he trampoline, is. just hanging out. He was balling too. He yeah. actually stepped up in the hole, made some stops. He, you know, mm-hmm. he's, he's a player. That, yeah. that guy's a player. Yeah, I almost drafted him because we're in my fantasy league. We have three defensive players, and I was like so close to drafting him. But <laughs> I'm sure he'd like to know that you I passed know, on I'm him. Sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry, Willie Mo. I mean, he's gonna be pissed. I'm sorry, <laughs> he's not watching our so show next sorry. week. <laughs> he's gonna leave a comment, an angry one. Of course, no. I'm sure. I'm sure Willie Mo is a regular uh, viewer of our show here. And if so, we <laughs> love you. instead of watching tape, they watch us. Yeah, he's like. Right. Right. This is what I want to. This is what I want to spend my time on. After Buzz, Hard Knocks, of course. Yeah. So we had a little weather issues. Um, was it last? Yeah. Was it last episode where I was saying, you know, they should be used to the heat, and now we get torrential downpours and lightning. Yeah. That was pretty crazy. The South, they tend to have those kind of like lightning storms. Yeah. Yeah, but it's kind of like. Uh, Go ahead. They're they're watch out. <laughs> they're like, <laughs> like watch out, but they don't last all day. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? I went yeah. to college in North Carolina, which is just above there, kind of. But we had these crazy storms. I mean, all of a sudden there was just water everywhere, and it's still warm. It's still hot. Yeah. Still nice it's and warm. Thunder, yeah. lightning, pouring, shit's blowing around, and then all of a sudden it's like, all right, cool, we're done. Which is yeah. great practice weather if it's just raining. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's it's fun to practice in that, but then once you get the uh, lightning and thunder and then the lights going out in the building, it's... Yeah. 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 And then well, they were driving around and metal golf carts. Yeah, smart. Stuff like <laughs> that wind was pretty strong, though, because it was like was blowing, blowing equipment around. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. like, All the rookies running after the stuff to yeah, get it. Yeah, exactly. 
Rookie hazing. Go clean Rookie up. Hazing. Go clean up and try to dodge go, the lightning. Yeah. <laughs> go drive this metal, metal can around. Yeah, right? Um, and then uh, on to practice the next day or maybe later in the day. We don't really know because it was sunny. But um, they started focusing on Roddy. And he had yeah. a great practice. Yeah. Uh, I think it was, it was, I know, Jonathan Babineau. His brother Jordan Babineau is uh, one of my friends. And so Jonathan called him out and was like, Man, you're not even breaking a sweat. And then they start really right. pushing Roddy. And he's amazing. He still doesn't look like he broke a sweat. That, yeah. The way that he just... <laughs> still right. effortless. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. You he don't is. see it till the end when his shirt is drenched. completely drenched. But he makes it look so easy. Yeah, he he makes it look easy. And he's also like, he's giving Beerman shit. He's yeah. giving, he's like, he's like keeping up the talk. Like he's talking the talk and walking the walk. Yeah. Which I think very few people can do. They like talk. A bunch of shit. Is and he a captain? Like, uh, I, I don't think. I'm not sure. But um, he does talk the talk. But and, and walk the walk. But a lot walk, of people yeah. don't. Um, but yeah. And he's lighthearted too. I mean, it's as we see out. during the game, <laughs> <laughs> as we see during the game, he's super duper like fun. And he's like, "You yeah. got that ball," and I was like, "Woo!" Yeah. You know, like he's super duper excitable and fun, and he stays in the game and he's serious when he needs to be serious. Yeah. But he's still got a good heart and fun guy and. You he know, just, makes that camaraderie for everybody. Totally. He just cuts cuts on a dime, man. You know, makes he some does. of these guys look so bad. Yeah, he runs some really he runs some really good routes. Um I know they've got him on Matt and like getting gaining all kind of separation on uh the video game. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> his route running is pretty dope. I mean if you watch him, uh I haven't seen a whole lot of uh receivers run routes similar to how he runs routes, he's some some parts of him kind of remind me of uh, Ocho Cinco a little bit because he has you know he's fast, but to be able to like cut on a dime in those routes and have tremendous footwork, uh, he has it and and he has hands. Mm-hmm. You know, this guy's catching. They showed him he dropped one ball, but I think he was so used to catching everything at that point, <laughs> he was yeah. off to the races. But he's you know he's he's a tremendous guy. He's gonna have some big plays this season, obviously. Definitely. I mean, he played well in the game against the Titans. Um, and our buddy, Matt Ryan, who throws the ball to him, had a little interesting encounter in this episode. Oh. His, his Sports Illustrated cover shoot. Yes. I think he was a little embarrassed by it. A little stiff. Yeah. A little awkward for him not to be in front of the camera and yeah. posing and being pretty. Oh, he's and a cutie. Come he on. He is cute. I, I would take him. him over Kaepernick any day. But no, yes. but it's not even that. It's just he's not too cool. He's not like, yeah, of course I'm going to be on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Like, look at me. I'm so cool, He's a little man. bit of a nerd. He's, he's such a nerd. Yeah. He's a total <laughs> nerd. He's like, yeah, I'm a quarterback, and I like to play with my team and sometimes I yell at them and most of the time I just stay even keel you know what I mean like he's a great guy yeah I, I, like, I, I think he's him. more of like a guy's guy mm-hmm. you know him you know put your hand on your hip you're like I think he feels like like dude I'm not a model I'm a freaking <laughs> yeah. quarterback for NFL put team. your chin down yeah. yeah like all that he's like smile it's like what are you like I felt, like, I felt like he was like just wanted to scream like get me out of here yeah. <laughs> like what is this like it's cool that I'm on the cover of Sports Illustrated but get me out of here which is awesome rather than our former quarterback Mark Sanchez who was like yo I'm GQ man <laughs> I just read some article about Aaron Rodgers talking about that photo shoot yeah yeah. Oh, brother. Oof. Anyway, um, so I did Google Roddy Wright captain while we were here, and mm-hmm. nothing comes up. So I think the answer to that is no. no. Okay. Um, just so that we I can confirm. Curious. But thanks he for, does act like one, though. Thanks for throwing me under yeah. the bus. It's all good. 
<laughs> I wasn't sure. I, I was asking. I don't know. Thaddeus is trying to start some beef like Joe Brawley up in here. Oh, yeah. oh transition. transition. I like, transition. I like it. <laughs> yeah, so they, they show us uh, our boy, the center for the team. And we saw him week one of preseason fighting with Anton. Was it Anton Smith? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yes. The rookie. Oh, oh Jacques. That's right. And um, saying, you know, what you're a rookie, like, why are you stepping to yeah. me? And then they show him in the preseason or the scrimmage against the Titans when he got thrown out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And saying that, you know, his nickname is Joe Brawley because he, you know, steps he up. He likes to brawl. But then on the opposite side of that, they show him with his delicate oh, ceramic making. Pottery. Yes. I loved it. It He's, was great. He said that this this is his way to go with the flow and adjust and like it, it adjusts you know itself and that's kind of what he needs to do on the field and yeah. and I love that like soft side and it, it takes a certain amount of letting go and being in the moment to be able to do that. I've done a lot of ceramics and like to be a, a especially a lot of guys strong men and no no chauvinistic no disrespect but like you know what i mean like it's a very delicate sure. thing to do so for him to be so tough it's kind of almost like how we saw croy in the beginning where we all were like oh his wife wears the pants the first episode mm-hmm. and then when you see him on the field and he's like all mr tough guy you know so it is yeah. that balance that mm-hmm. it's right. really interesting to see but well, i'll be very surprised to to see if he had a lot of holding calls if he, if this guy has, I'd be surprised if he has a lot of holding calls. He just, just to see him with his hands the way he does, and for him to harness that kind of energy, and to just to be the way he was. So you're saying <laughs> he, he will have a lot of penalties, or he no, will I not? I would be surprised if he did. Oh, okay. because he no, he because he can actually hands. he can act, yeah. He can, <laughs> No, it's, just, it's all, I look at it more of like a Zen type of thing. Like no, I he's like you. harnessing an energy, and you can control that, kind of like a Bruce right. Lee type of, you know, feng shui ish kind of. Well, a lot of guy, a lot of football players do yoga or ballet. Know? Yeah, very some, some do. Okay, yeah, okay, some maybe I shouldn't say a lot, but no, I know, I, I know that more they do and more. Yeah, yeah, some guys, getting, you know, you know, guys are getting. You know, I know it. for a fact. Sean Merriman does Bikram yoga, which I think would be the funniest thing to see because he's the biggest guy in the world. <laughs> so, but that's I think, hard I think too. that's part of, it I think hard. that you kind of have to have something. And they said that in, during that scene that these guys, you know, you're playing such a rough, aggressive sport that yeah. you kind of need something to balance that mm-hmm. out and calm you down and kind of, Bring you back to okay, normal world where I'm not trying to kill someone on the field. Like swimming with the whale sharks. Yeah. yeah. Do we do we think that Devontae Freeman will be light on his feet then because he got a pedicure? Oh, look at that transition. <laughs> nice Lindsay. Yes. Yes. I think it Devontae his, really yeah. enjoyed his that. Moment of then he loved it. He was at all about first, it. He just didn't want color on it. Right. At first he I was guarantee a give him bit. a few times and then I bet he puts color on it. I don't know. I bet he, lots of guys do. You see the guys doing the color on their feet nowadays. I have not seen that ever. I think I'm pretty sure Croy did it. Did he? I'm pretty Look sure. At his I'm, wife. Yes. Yeah. He was probably forced to do yeah, it. Yeah. She was like, "Honey, you're gonna put the hot pink on so that it matches mine." Now. He got a peel yeah. this last episode of Tardy for the Party or whatever it is. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I watched that show. Nice. <laughs> so it's riveting television. That <laughs> show. Surprise. I mean. <laughs> 
<laughs> I like seeing him with the kids. He's cute, super cute. That's yeah. why I like seeing him play on the field because yeah. he's such a different person. Yeah. Totally like, but even at home with the kids, he's still, he's the one that the kids listen to the most. He's strict. Yeah. He makes rules. And that's definitely something that you see translating to the field and being, you know, a strong player there. Right. So... They lost, like we said earlier, they lost to the Houston Texans last week. This week, they're facing the Titans in their fourth preseason game. And, guys, I mean, what did you think? I first, you know, first quarter, first half, when the first string was in, very pleasantly surprised by the play. The aggression and just the all-out, like, everyone was giving 100%, I felt like, in that game. And it showed. Yeah. And they scored right away. How many so. more preseason games do they have? Just, Just one. one. Well, it is coming down to the wire. Yeah. These guys have to try to, you know, make the team, make the final roster. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Right, but in the beginning, the first line, I don't know, man. I know we're not there yet, but I'm just going to go ahead, and, and we won't all go there, but I'm going to go ahead with a prediction that this Falcons team makes playoffs. That's it. Mm. Throwing it down. At least playoffs. That The first quarter, the second quarter, they were insane. Yeah. I, I agree. I, Matt Ryan said that they wanted to start fast, which they did. They came off you know, right away in that first quarter with the touchdown by Hester with that amazing slant route. Then you get the, you know, Julio or um, Hester then starts off the next one getting, you know, hitting the 45-yard line, 40-yard line with his return, with return which yeah. set up the touchdown for Julio Jones, which once again, great block by Harry Douglas. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, so they started fast. And I think if they have that first string in the whole game, they're going to yeah. continue that when they have to bring the second string in and the guys aren't used to playing and stuff. I mean, yeah. Well, the other team is playing their second string more than likely as well. It's all relative. But that's, yeah, you know, those guys, um, yeah. that's, that, I think that's the, really just the opportunity for the guys to prove who, you know, if they want to make the team or not. Yeah, that's the That's all that is, yeah. Yeah. I think, too, though, because we did mention it, I don't think we can just graze over Jones' catch and he, like, took two tackles off from that. Like, that was insane. He is back. That was his catch and run that he's like, yo, I'm back. What's up? Yeah. It was insane. Yeah, it was nice. Well, the defense played great, too. They came off the line so quickly. There was a lot of blitzes, and we had just – Strong. The defense looked strong. Whereas, yeah, yeah, remember when Mike Smith said, I think it was in the first episode when he's like, we have to prove everyone that everyone's saying the Falcons are soft. We have to prove them we're not soft. They did not look soft in that game. No, no, they they played great. Um, I think the problem that they really need to focus on the most, and granted, the officiating wasn't good in this game, but they had so many penalties called, Mm -hmm. and. during that game, they gave out a stat. 2013 preseason penalties, 13.5. 2013 regular season, 12.2. 2014 preseason, 18.9. Yikes. I mean, That's they high. had 10 penalties for 97 yards. Yeah. But the other team had 10 penalties for 102 yards. Titans had 10 penalties for 102 yards. Right. And so Mike Smith said, you know, yes, this is obviously something that we need to work on. There's an issue with penalties. But he thinks it's also NFL-wide. Like, all the football teams are getting a lot of penalties. And it is preseason. So like Thaddeus said earlier, they're going to call more because it's preseason. So they're setting everything up. Right. You know, all the pass interference calls and the holding stuff right away in the beginning. But I don't think that that – I don't think that will continue for the rest of the season. I think it's going to go down. You know what's what's interesting for me, and I don't know that we've touched on it all season yet with these preseason games, this new rule that with the replay you can actually call New York. Do you guys know about this? Have you heard about this? Mm -hmm. You could – they can actually – have you heard about this? They could actually – 
if there's a challenge, they can call New York. There's like a guy that's just watching all the games to get like someone else's opinion if they can't figure it out. So they're they're definitely taking this penalty thing to like a higher standard really? all the way around. Yeah. And I think that the refs must be like told like this is what's happening or maybe because it's the lawsuit where you know what I mean like there's something behind the scenes that we probably don't know about that's making these refs enforce these penalties because they're even stumbling on the penalties they're saying they're calling the wrong numbers yeah even with Smith when we see him you know get tossed out later in the game they're like 44 penalty I mean they said 45 penalty and then they said 44 you're thrown out of the game like they're stumbling around so something had to change for them too you know that the preseason players have preseason refs too well, there's some so refs that I've no, seen. No, some of the refs, yeah. Before. Some of those refs are, making, are pro. Yeah, yeah no, a lot of them are pro, but, but the that's, it's, it's the same thing with the, the refs as well, just like right. the players. There's a lot of some refs of that are, stick around. they're just not veterans like some of the other guys, and they're getting opportunity right. to work out and work there. Yes, their, but, you know, you work saw, but the guy the guy that was calling all of them is a guy that's a normal, regular ref during the regular season. He's always there. I recognize him, too. He's the one that was making all the official. He was officiating, calling out the players. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so, we'll cut that there and yeah. move on to the team cuts. Yeah. Um, they're down to 75 players now. Right. I think most notable out of those cuts was Jeff Matthews, the fourth string quarterback. Mm. Um, out of Cornell, he holds the record for passing yard, or I think it was, yeah, passing yards in cor- at Cornell, which, I mean, I guess it's not really saying a lot. They're not necessarily known for football, but um, you kind of saw, we saw him struggle throughout this whole preseason. He didn't really get a lot of reps. He didn't really get a lot of opportunities, and when he did, he struggled, and they showed it today, or yeah, earlier tonight when Matt Ryan was saying, you know, he can't get the cadence down, which, to me, I don't know, Thaddeus, maybe you could correct me if I'm wrong, but that seems like one of the more easier things, of, you know, aside from learning the the playbook, that seems very difficult. But the cadence, I feel like, it just didn't seem like, like something every quarterback that has confident. Right, but, yeah, but should but if he's trying to, uh, every quarterback is his own quarterback. I mean, the cadence is his own cadence. But I mean, didn't Matt they Ryan through say how they, that you know, he, he needs said, to do? He said he was trying to imitate him. Yeah, is that so, what they're supposed to do? No. That's what he made it seem like. No, I think he made in like how he was delivering it, actually how he was saying it. Like ready to go. Like how he was how he was doing it no, was like sounding like like he was sounding like Matt Ryan as opposed to just being himself and doing his yeah. own cadence. He just wasn't taking charge. Like there was no authority in the way he was saying it. And I really think because they were saying like your your technique is is good, your skills are good, but you got to match it up. And, and I, that right. followed through to when he got cut. Even Mike Smith said, "Well, he didn't really have much to say." Yeah, you know, some of the players want to talk about it and say, "We're so proud to be playing for your team." And then other players are going to be more quiet and more humbled by it. I mean, right. every player is going to be different how they how yeah. it affects them. I mean, think yeah. about that psychologically. This guy was what? He was a record breaker at Cornell. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not it's you not know, easy. It's, it's, he played for. I mean, Cornell has actually done their thing here and there. So yeah, I think they're okay. Yeah, so for him to go somewhere and kind of get crapped on not even like in his mind I'm sure he's like I didn't even get a chance I really didn't get a whole lot of reps and I was the man where I just left like and it's not like he played in a poot butt conference either so it's like what Uh, this is like really like okay I'm getting let go can you even really make a a real evaluation of my performance 
or my mm-hmm. lack thereof. Yeah, yeah, because he didn't unquote. play at all in the game against. Yeah, the he was just like, okay, like, why, you know, why am I here? Kind of thing. It kind of, it kind of sucks because it's like as a quarterback, you don't get, you know, it's not like he's going to run down on a kickoff and make a tackle. You don't get yeah. a whole lot of opportunity. Yeah, I think we even said it from the beginning too. We always were saying like Yates versus Renfrey. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like he was kind of just there. But. It's that that missing T. Yeah, yeah. If you had that other, team, I mean, team. so it's sad the roster is going to be cut even more. We're going to go from seventy five to fifty three. Got to. Like so yeah. got to. We'll see. Gotta cut um, them down. At least there'll be two more spots on the practice squad. Yeah, mm-hmm. we found that out today. Um, let's get into some predictions, shall we? And now you're after Buzz TV predictions. Everyone's looking at me, so I guess I'll start. Steph C. Um, I don't know, man. I predict that I hope that I see more out of Matthews. Not the one that just got cut. Jake. <laughs> Jake. Oh, Double T. Matthews. But um, I'm not impressed by him again. I'm a little disappointed in that really? guy. Really? Yeah. I mean, am I wrong? Am I alone? No, I felt like he started off um, okay, but then he missed a a Few. you know big tackle that allowed for a mm-hmm. sack. Yeah. So and some penalties he had a holding call well. again. Yeah. Um. I mean, I think honestly, it's just rookie. He's a rookie. He needs yeah. more reps. He needs mm-hmm. more practice. But yeah, he does have to step it up yeah. if he's gonna expect to be I a mean, starter. I don't think he'll get cut. But no, it's no, hard for he me. definitely won't. Yeah, it's hard for me. But um, I'm gonna I'm gonna just put the freaking I'm gonna put playoffs out there. <laughs> now we gotta look beyond this. Yeah, that's, that's, beyond that's this. very, very far prediction. Okay, okay. So <laughs> we only I want, got you, one time I want everybody to make a prediction on Star and Smith because I don't think Star's they're gonna keep cut. both of these guys. Yeah. They're gonna keep one or the other. I think Smith. They're gonna keep they're Smith. Gonna keep yeah. Star cut. That's I your agree. prediction on that yeah. too. Yep. And and I also think that uh, I've clearly become a Devin Hester fan, even though I'm from Wisconsin and a Packer fan, so it's hard for me to like a bear. <laughs> but I do. And uh, his high receptions were uh, 57 in 2009, and I think he's going to beat that this year, even with Roddy White and Julio Jones getting plays and throws too. I think he's going to beat that this year with the Falcons, as well as his 19 returning hmm. I mean, I, I can see that because he's definitely been – a huge factor in their offense just in preseason. It comes down to basically four receptions per game. Yeah. So I totally see that happening. I think my prediction, I think Amsterdam is going to make the team and I think he's going to end up surprising a lot of people. And he's not, you know, he's not going to start, but I think he's going <laughs> to You don't agree with me? I don't know. I, that's. I mean, it's a good prediction. I mean, he plays. I'll predict he plays in the NFL. I'm not sold. It's on the Falcons. It's on the Falcons, right? Falcons. I would love him to make the Falcons because their receiver core is so dope. They got yeah. so many, but they don't have anybody with his size. I don't think. Yes. I think he's the biggest guy. That's that they would the difference. Have. Yeah. But when you got type. when you got guys that run crazy routes and can he won't make separation and break and are fast, kind of like and yeah. and are fast. I don't know. And I do. I'm not sure. I'm still. I'm the toss. I mean, I, I'm still leaning towards Smith, but with the star Smith, I'm not sure. I also think that if Stephen Jackson, if I'm sorry, if Freeman can learn to block proficiently, that change of pace between him and Jackson, he'll become the breakaway back. For- Over Jaquiz Rogers. That's who's. The, that's the number one back right now because Stephen Jackson is still out. 
Quiz had a big game. He played well. He rushed for. He played really well. Yeah, he rushed for a lot of yards. Well, um, we'll see. I think they're going to keep uh, Freeman. He's way too valuable. No, they're going to keep him. I think someone else is going to keep him, but he. I don't think he'll start over Quiz. No, I, I don't. Th- I don't know if he'll start over over him, but he could still be the one like because you know you have two backs that run two different kinds of style and then it's you know you have the change of pace guy who comes in and now he's his the defensive's got acclimated to the first back right so Mm -hmm. then you bring in another back who runs completely different now the defense has to readjust to that style and i think that freeman has the style that can actually he can leverage to be the breakaway guy to run have some big runs no, you're right cool. there. That's a good analysis. That's good what I analysis. mean by the breakaway yeah. back. <laughs> Thank you, Thaddeus, for yes. that. <laughs> well, guys, we have one more episode left, unfortunately. Um, I'm sad, but it's been fun. So stick with us next week, everyone. I'm not us. sad. That means Monday Night Football is coming up soon, baby. Yes. yes. <laughs> Definitely. That's going to be fun. Uh, I'm Christina Kaplan. You can find me at Tina Cap. Uh, I'm Thaddeus Massey. You can find me at Club Thaddeus on Twitter and Instagram, and you can also find me on GQJedi.com. You guys can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Lindsay Wegner and my blog, lindsaywegner.blogspot.com. You guys can find me on Instagram and Twitter at <laughs> I am Steph Z. I love you, Lindsay. I do. You're going to do a little shoulder You're like, yeah, Lindsay, I'm going to have a blog. Join us for the <laughs> last you guys episode, all guys. And. <laughs> Yes, I'm wearing the cheese color right now. We're gonna rise up and rise up and give you a great finale. Or be like Brian Cox and rise up and recycle. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Go green. (laughs) From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal. 